Welcome to Herbs with Erin, Remedies for Body and Spirit podcast, where we help people explore the power of herbs to create optimal wellness and strengthen their spiritual practice so they can feel healthy and connected. Herbal information provided in this podcast is meant for educational purposes only. It is not meant to take the place of professional medical advice. Hello, everybody. Today is part five of the five-part series on connecting with herbs. I'm Erin Lefave, herbalist, plant priestess, and owner of Full Circle Herbals, author of the Learning Herbalism Workbook. So welcome to part five of the five-part series. It's the end of the month, which means we're going to start a new topic next month. Next month, July, we'll start out doing the four-part series every Tuesday on synchronizing with nature, which is another tenant of the plant priestess path. And I'm going to do lessons from the element of air. So we'll be doing different um, topics associated with the element of air. And then my plant priestess circle people will be getting an expanded version of each of the lessons that I'm doing too. So they will be getting a little extra on the element of air. We'll be talking about symbolism, um, things like functions of, of the leaves, herbs for lung support, wind-pollinated plants, things that have to do with air. So you'll get to hear more about that next week. And we're going to change the time for July. It's going to be 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. So July's mini live lessons, the live podcast videos, will be at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. So that's 7 p.m. for East Coast so connecting with plants. Oh, so much I could share with you. I have um, about 10-15 minutes to share in this mini lesson here. One of the things I wanted to share was, and I've alluded to this, I think, in the part one of the series, was how sitting with the herbs and simply appreciating them is one way to start the connection with the plant and continue the connection with the plant. We don't need to make it complex. However, we can. We can do ceremonies and blessings and prayers and all these things to connect with plants. And we can do the simple act of appreciation. So I'm going to describe my process that I did yesterday um, when I sat with my bone set. My bone set herb is in a container, um, a sub irrigated planter to be very specific and it's doing amazing bone set seems to thrive in hot weather um, in lack of rain which that happened for us for a good two weeks here or three and now we're getting a lot of rain um, and it's doing really well it's just about to flower it is an amazing amazing looking plant right now next to it is some creeping lemon thyme and so I sat in front next to this planter. On the, I sat on the ground and I was inhaling the, the lemon thyme scent, which is just a beautiful smell and appreciating the scent and the flowers from the lemon thyme and the magnificent tall, you know, two foot, I don't know, maybe only three, almost three foot bone set plant that I have. And just in that moment, appreciating the beauty and the scent and the the structure of the plant um, really was just a, an extraordinary feeling that um, I was connecting with them. And 
if you can involve as many senses as possible, even nibbling on something to just try that particular herb, it all kind of envelops you. And so it was also kind of a meditative um, process too, because I was trying not to let any other thoughts come into my zone. I was just in a state of appreciation of the plant. Like I said, the scent, the sight, the flowers, uh, the colors of the leaves. They're different on both of the plants. One's like small and tiny. The other one's tall and magnificent. And if anything else came in my mind, I would just inhale the scent of that lemon thyme and bring myself back to the moment. So not only did I feel like there was that connection, but I was also in a meditative state and I was learning about the plant even more because when I sit next to the plant, especially in appreciation, there are things about the herb uh, plant, the way it looks, how I identify it. There's things that come into my awareness that did not before. So yes, it's important to go to our gardens and work in them and, and harvest things. But if you sit next to a plant and try to quiet the other things that are popping up in your brain and sit in total appreciation, you will also feel the sense, I felt the sense of gratitude. I learned more about the herb, which always surprises me, right? Because we feel like we have all we've learned about these particular plants that are around us in our gardens that we're using year after year, season after season, like what more could we learn? But deepening our understanding and our appreciation and our gratitude of these herbs, there is always another facet, another layer, another new experience that we can gain when we're connecting with these plants. And remember, in this um, series, I've been talking about how connecting with plants isn't necessarily about getting information from them, about what to use them for, um, trying to get you know them to communicate, connect with us. It's also about establishing the relationship. And one way to do that is to, to get to know the plant in all of its facets, just like we would do with a new human or a new pet. There are steps to take to get to know somebody or something. And every somebody or something takes its has their own timeline of how close you will get to it. So if you um, are sitting next to a plant, trying to learn about a new herb, there may be moments when it feels like nothing is flowing, like there just isn't the connection happening. Um, and so that happens to me. Uh, more frequently than I'd like to admit, but it does happen to me. And one of the things is, there's two things that might be happening, two things that I want to talk about right now, that there is um, that being, that plant is getting to know you just as much as you're getting to know them. And that connection isn't always flowing. You know, we are not necessarily just tuned in. It's getting to know us as well. And there's also that moment of static that we may have going on within our own beings that we need to bring down and get into the same vibration that the plant is, is in. And so I know that for myself and for many people that I've talked to, this idea of connecting with plants, with communicating with plants may seem like a new concept but it certainly is a not new. It's been going on for as long as 
humans have been here for sure in our whole evolutionary process. And it's also been, it's been um, slowly, what's the words I'm looking for here? It's been systematically removed from us. Let's just be honest. Like sometimes it's done intentionally and sometimes it's done out of habit. But the idea that we can connect with nature is one thing. Most people have had some connection with nature. The idea of being a a dog whisperer or horse whisperer, okay, that's that's kind of gotten into mainstream society a bit with some shows on TV. But the idea of connecting with plants and communicating with them, that's a whole different thing because there's nothing that looks like us necessarily that shows that we can connect the way that humans communicate in our various ways. So I want you to be aware of that sort of mindset block or that conditioning that may be in you. Um, I certainly find it in myself at various times and various depths and levels as I go deeper into my herbalism, my plant priestessing, my connecting with plants is that there's these things that will pop up to be like, well, this can't be this. How, how is, what is this feeling, this sense of appreciation, this information coming to me from this plant? You know, this, this isn't real. Um, Or is this something I'm making up? Is this really even possible? And it's okay to have those thoughts and feelings, but just be aware that they're there and maybe explore them a little bit or just let them pass out pass out of your energetic being, your mental um, chatter, and realize there is something, there's something here. We don't have to put, articulate it to very, in too much detail, but we know we feel it and we know we're having this experience and let that be enough for you. Um, And so I think that there has been a long history of, and a lot of reasons for why herbal knowledge and herbal remedies have been deemed not effective, um, not as helpful um, as non-scientific. And then when you try to put in, you know, there's just the tactical herbal remedies of it. And then when you put in the uh, part, uh, the aspect of connecting with plants, then that, you know, that has been really weeded out, pardon the pun, weeded out of humans over the years, over the centuries and millennium, um, slowly, systematically, violently in some aspects. And that has, that can be a barrier in our ability to connect. Because if you haven't grown up with any of these conversations or ways to articulate how you're feeling, this can be, you know, just a new And sometimes scary concept of the idea of connecting with plants. Because in modern day society, we say if you're connecting with an inanimate object, that something must be wrong with you. And to me, um, as a plant priestess, these are living beings that have ways to communicate. And science is showing that as well. So, So what I'm trying to say is that, you know, trust what you're feeling. Be gentle with yourself as you go through the process. Sometimes the connection seems to really 
um, get plugged in and everything's going and you feel this great sense of appreciation and love and connection with the plant. And sometimes it just feels like, you know, no, things are not happening in the way that you may wish it to happen. So, and I'm only speaking from experience here. Sometimes if I'm stressed and I want to go connect in with a plant and feel that love and appreciation and gratitude that I've um, experienced, sometimes it just doesn't plug in that day. And it can have a lot to do with where I'm at uh, mentally, physically, spiritually, energetically. And it can also have a lot to do with how the plant is also getting to know you as well. So there's, you know, both are happening. The reciprocity of the connecting with plants, there is a reciprocity. And we have to remember that it's not always just about what can the plant give me. It's also about showing that appreciation so that being that energy gets to know you as well. Yes. Um, let me see here. I'm just looking at the comments, trying to, I thought I saw a question up here. Oh, somebody was asking about bone set from Mountain Rose Herbs. I do not know if they do. My bone set, it was an established plant. Uh, so I'm, I don't know if it's naturally growing in our area. I don't usually see bone set growing wild um, here in Wisconsin. So I have it in a planter. I had it in my garden. Yes. So let's see. <clears> hmm. <throat> So Angela's saying, I think my chamomile told me that after I prune off her flowers, her leaves will start growing again because all her leaves look like they're leaving. <laughs> uh, there, This is my first year with this plant. So with, uh, there is, yes, there's validation in this. When plants go to uh, flower, that's usually an indication that they're done with, they're starting to end their growing cycle in some ways you know if you think about them as a cycle and going into dormancy and then coming back up in the spring their leaves grow they start to get their energies ready for reproduction for sending their dna back out into the world so there it's a lot of energy and work to get into flower pollination mode seed producing and once they're done doing that you know, creating their reproductive structures to get their pollen out or what have you and going to seed, then they're usually kind of ready to bring their energies back down into leaf production, back down into the root system. And their leaves can look like they are changing shape or color or size and that they're just not the same vibrancy that they were in the springtime. So there is some truth to that. And in some instances, after a flower, a plant flowers, you can cut off all those flowering stalks and then encourage more green, luscious growth in the leaves. Now, it, sometimes you have to do that before um, a lot of blossoms have formed and things like that. With chamomile, typically if you're harvesting the flowers, and that's the part that we want for um, 
medicinal things like tea and such. If you're continuously plucking those flowers off as it goes, then it'll keep reproducing new flowers. The flowers sometimes get smaller and smaller as they go. Sometimes the plant really is done after that. Chamomile here is considered an annual, so it will um, it will reseed itself, and then the seeds will come back next year in the same spot or in many spots in the yard. But there is, um, yeah, there's some stuff going, definitely happening. Like you said, the the flowers they're they're done, or the plant itself is running out of energy to keep flower production going. And so then it will start to kind of go die back and go back into its dormancy and or end its life cycle. Sometimes chamomile can be kept going for multiple harvests. And some I've had chamomile that I've gotten one good harvest and then just kind of goes right back into um, die back to the ground. So I've seen both happen. Yeah. Yeah. Reciprocity, Conita, I not only take and I also know how to give. I leave an offering, Donna says. Um, oh, Angela, do I drink linden tea for throat and voice? No, I don't. But lindens are in blossom right now like they just started and the fragrance is amazing i just had a an hour meeting with my team which i was um talking a lot so that's probably what you're hearing there a good suggestion though for linden tea and what else here oh tips for lemon thyme i was going to add it to my garden well, I believe, Amy, you're on the East Coast, if I remember. So you have a similar growing season like mine, I think. But lemon thyme does um, does very well here. Like for the winters, I'm zone four. And it will um, come back year after year. If it's had a, a quite harsh winter, sometimes it doesn't come back as well. But it typically always comes back. And it's very low growing. And will it will spread um smells amazing and it dries super well air dried so you know you can cook with it you can make a tea of it lots you can make herbal honey with it it's really a fun plant to have as like a border right in front of your tall plants um, along a border where you walk and you kind of hit the sides of it and it smells very fragrant but it usually does very very well i've had a die out after a few seasons but if you keep um, cutting it back every year um, there's also ways to you know rejuvenate it by pruning lavender depending on where you are pepper is an it can be an annual it can be a perennial and um, here in my area it's considered a tender perennial which means sometimes it lives through the winter and sometimes it doesn't and there are pockets of places in wisconsin where it does come back really well but it has to have quite a bit of shelter from the from heavy snow and cold in order to come back and so um yeah it likes it it's originally from the mediterranean that's where it basically evolved so it likes that kind of climate yeah. 
Yeah, my lemon thyme, Jennifer, is also in a container right now because, as you know, I'm working on moving and so things are coming out of the ground and some of it's coming with me. It's doing super in the sub-irrigated planter um, and probably better than it was doing in the ground, but it gets a little bit more water there, but it's just fantastic. Oh, Angela, you have a tough time with thyme in a container. Hmm. Well, I don't know. Um, always, thyme usually does really well without a lot of water. It's hardy typically in times of lack of rain. So to, you could, you know, think about is it is it getting too much water? Does it have enough drainage? Because anything in container can be more susceptible to root rot. Because if it, the water sits with the roots for too long, it can, the pathogens that are the uh, the pathogens that create root rot love it to be consistently wet. And you don't have Sandra says you don't have good luck with time here in Northwest Florida. Yeah, it seems to like really well drained soil. Um, doesn't need to be watered that often, and um, you know just does really well by itself. Really great questions. Oh yeah, you got a lot of rain. Yeah. All right, everybody, that is the last of the five-part series on connecting with plants. Like I said, next month, so next week, we start with um, uh, the lessons from lessons from the element of air. We're going to look at the lessons of, from the elements of air with a, a plant twist, right? So in the plant priestess path, we work with, you know, we synchronize with nature and we can do that with the looking at the elements as a framework for look, uh, for viewing things, right? So each each element has its challenges and its um, gifts, and there's lots of lessons uh, by looking at the elements, and then looking at the elements through the lens of a plant priestess and an herbalist. Uh, there are there are herbs and plants that can be associated with the element of air for a wide variety of reasons, and I will talk about that in July um, during the live mini lessons, the live uh, podcast essentially that I do because every one of these episodes gets turns into an audio podcast. And um, we will be at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time for July. So we had to move the time for various reasons. And so it's 6 p.m. Central Standard Time Tuesdays in the same places that I usually stream. And that's for July. And I believe we already have Facebook events made for that. So if you could just click on going or maybe and the Facebook will give you the reminders about when that's going to be. I usually send out an email um, the day of these live lessons as well as reminders that we're going to go live. So if you're not on my email list, we'll uh, get that link put in to the, the comments and um, get that for you so you can get those reminders as well through email. So, all right. Looks good. Thanks everybody for joining and participating. Good to see you. And I will talk to you next week. Bye-bye.
follow me at fullcircleherbals.com and the Facebook page, Full Circle Herbals.